This week on Inside Motorsport, the V8 supercars were up in Darwin for the Hidden Valley Round of the Championship, where Craig Lowndes took his 100th race victory. We look at that and more today. I hope you'll stay with us. Craig Lowndes has reset the record books with 100 V8 supercars race victories. He achieved the milestone on the second race on Saturday last weekend at Hidden Valley. And he spoke to Chad Nalen following the race about the achievement. You never set out in this career to, uh, to say that you're going to win 100 rounds or 100 races. So for me, it's, uh, it's been a great career. I've been very fortunate enough to be in some really good teams you know, from HRT all the way through, even spend some time in forward. So it's, uh, for me, it's, it really has been a, um, um, thinking back on it, a fantastic career. And you know, I'm, part of me is just thankful and, and to get it over and done with. You know, every round we've been to since Tasmania, it's like, you know, you're going to do it this round, you're going to do it this round, you think it's this weekend. So it's, uh, it's nice to now finally have it done. Now I can focus on, uh, you know, trying to get 101 now. And um, it really is, it's, uh, for me, it, it's, it's a great feeling. It's part relief, part satisfying. Um, and it's a credit to the team, to be honest. I think that, uh, as I said, we sit on fifth on the grid. At the beginning of that race, we didn't know whether we, whether we had the speed. After race one, we, we just didn't have the speed. So for me, it was uh, satisfying to, uh, to bounce back. So talk us through this race and, in particular, the, uh, the outpouring of emotion from everyone in pit lane. It was almost like a, a lap of the gods scenario when you were driving down the pits and everyone came out to congratulate you. Yeah, look, thanks. It was, um, to be honest, starting fifth, I didn't think I had much of a chance to be on the top step. I was hoping to be on the podium somewhere, but, uh, of course, after seeing what happened at race one, and I was part of that uh, sort of carnage and uh, off track, on track, everything else, and uh, when it uh, almost like the seas parted going into turn one, I sort of um, I actually was going in, moved across to the infield to actually... Um, protect my line from Tim and uh, and of course that was probably the best uh, best move I've done all day. It's uh, of course with all that, the carnage at the front, everyone sort of uh, gyrated off to the right. Um, poor old Chaz got caught up behind uh, Gizzy and then of course I just sort of snuck around the inside and uh, plucked a gear and away we went. But uh, we did a run yesterday on the, on the soft tyre to see what it was going to be like and uh, once the safety car period all came um, finished, they, uh, Shippy said to me, we've got 15 laps to go. We'd done an 18 lap run yesterday, so I knew the car was going to be good for the distance, but uh, of course you never know if you've got enough speed. And uh, you know, Tim was holding in there for that first before the safety car period, so I wasn't sure on the restart what was going to happen, but really just knuckled down, drove the car straight, and uh, you know, the car worked really well. I just sort of uh, played with the, the bars and just made sure that the rear tyre stayed on, because that was the main thing, is get the drive off the corners. And uh, with all that, uh, you know, uh, in the end, Tim obviously getting harassed by Chaz and everyone else, it's uh, opened up the gap probably quicker than I expected. And uh, from that point, it's just able to drive the car home. And I did say to myself that uh, I did actually radio to the team that uh, you know, I was backing off a little bit just to save the tyre in case I didn't want any surprises. I didn't want any other safety car or anything else with about four laps to go. So uh, I was just trying to reserve a little bit in, in, the, in, uh, in the tank if we had to run race to the finish. Chaz Mostert took the victory in the first race in Darwin and it was an interesting battle right throughout the sprint race. Didn't quite uh, get some qualifying pole checks this weekend but um, the car's been pretty quick so uh, I'd rather have a quick race car than a qualifying car and um, yeah, I've had a ball up in Darwin so far on Wednesday we got to go see some Crocs so might have to do that next year. It seemed to bring me some good luck. On Sunday, it was David Reynolds getting his second career victory. 
the driver who's been under plenty of pressure this season about whether he'll be continuing in V8 supercars, answered in emphatic style. He spoke with Chad Nayland following the race win. Oh, I don't know, probably the team deserve it more than I do, you know. Um, but I've, I've put a lot of work in over the last couple of months and tried probably harder than anyone else off the track to try and make myself better and think better and be better. So um, this is hopefully a little step to make that I've made. That makes sense? A little bit, but give us an example. You say you've been doing all these things to try and make yourself better. What are we talking about? Pouring over data, physical stuff, um, mental stuff? Physical, mental, like I've had psychologists on reaction times, like tried to get them as best I could and um, just you know, try and curb your emotions to make yourself not not too excitable or not too relaxed each weekend and try and maintain a calm, um, smart, even emotional state, I suppose. You're a smart guy. You no doubt know that there have been plenty of people saying that Cameron Waters is going to have to find a seat somewhere in V8 supercars. Do you feel like this is the best way to say that this car's mine? Oh, absolutely. But, you know, Cam's a good young kid and, you know, he'll slot in somewhere. I don't know where, but... You know, I can't really speak for his future. I'm just trying to look after my own and do do the best job I can. And I think if I can keep doing jobs like today, and if well, if, if I had the car I, I did today, you know, I think I'll be more times up the front. But today my car was faultless. Like I, I did 60 something laps on the soft tire, and that's kind of unheard of around here. And I actually went fast at the end of the race when I did the start of the race. So, you know, um, it was an unbelievable drive. If I could drive a race car like that, it would make it a lot easier for me in times to come. It wasn't the perfect race, was it? There was one tiny slip-up. Do you think I've thrown it away? I've, I've made a mistake and that's it? Uh, not really. Um, I know if I rejoined and, you know, lost lost a few seconds to Chaz and, and Fabian, I think that would allow it. But it's just like, you know, Gold Coast, if you cut a chicane and don't gain advantage, it's OK. But, you know, that was one small mistake and I got a small puncture on my hard tyre, which made me pit, like, probably 10 laps further than I should have. But And my car was extra pacey on the hard tyres, like that's what it was kind of set up for and it was feeling really, really good on it, but um, they put the soft tyres on and I thought, oh, you know, 40-something laps is a lot to do on them in one since, but, you know, I saw them coming and I just maintained my pace and then at the end there I tried to push on and I pulled a tiny little gap by just driving to the car's strengths and, yeah, it was a really good race. The V8s move over to Townsville for the next round of their championship. Each week, find out what the men behind the V8 News know and what the drivers and teams are going to do next. It's interviews and opinions on Inside Supercars. Uh, when we all amalgamated, if you like, um, into V8 Supercars, I still felt um, that we still had a, a teams versus a mothership, meaning V8 Supercars. Tune in for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars. Formula One was in Austria, and Nico Rosberg, the German driver who's based in Monaco, was able to beat his teammate out of second position and take another race victory, narrowing the gap to just 10 points in the World Formula One Championship. He spoke to Fox Sports after the race, where he was asked about having the measure on his teammate Lewis Hamilton. I had Sunday covered, <laughs> Saturday not really. Um, no, but it, yeah, it's been a great day. You know, it really worked out well. The start was important, uh, and I got that, nailed that. Uh, of course, a large part of it is uh, the uh, clutch uh, settings that my engineer puts in the car, um, and then it was a big battle, of course, turn one, two, three, but 
I was uh, defending well, um, and then after that, between the two of us, you know, when you have the when you get uh, in front after the start, it's so difficult because we have the same car. Um, so unless someone makes a mistake, you can't really overtake. And then I was also very happy to have the race pace the, today, you know, because racecraft was where I needed to work on a little bit from last year, and this year is really coming good. Um, so to pull away like that in the end was great to see. One of the big talking points of the weekend was violations by teams of the power unit rules. Richard Crail on Inside Supercars this week spoke about the ludicrous nature of some of the penalties. Yes, but they're the rules, aren't they? And uh, they all play to the same set of rules, uh, whether you like them or not in Formula 1, and plenty of people don't like them at the moment. Um, McLaren knew the rules and they copped the penalty for it. It is a bit silly, isn't it, though? Oh, it's a bit crazy at the moment. But anyway, that's uh, that's the way it is, and uh, I'm sure they'll find a way to engineer themselves back to the front because uh, they're a super racing car team, McLaren, and they'll get there eventually. But uh, it's been pretty character-building. As a long-term McLaren fan for myself personally, watching them uh, be where they are at the moment is pretty hard work, especially a uh, gifted racing car driver like Fernando Alonso being in the state that he's in. Um, yeah, not great. For the whole the thing, silly, really. The silly thing is, is that... When you see all the penalties that were lumped at Red Bull for changing engines and power units and all that, and they should have been the back, but then other people's penalties actually rocketed Red Bull further up the grid than where they were supposed to start. That's when it all gets a bit farcical, and you start looking and you go, "Oh, come on, there's got to be a better way of better way of fixing this." But uh, they had an opportunity to fix the power unit thing by giving everyone an extra engine. But uh, like always, the teams could agree with that in Formula One, and. <laughs> It didn't happen, so uh, we're left with this reasonably remarkable situation that we had on the weekend. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Until next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.